Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Who doesn't love a good sandwich? Well, of course, that has to be ruined now. Telling me that sandwiches and telling us, really, that sandwiches are terrible for us. The health risks of sandwiches coming from a cardiologist and a nutrition professor at Tufts University, who, along with other health experts, warning about the high levels of sodium and sugar and saturated fat in America's favorite lunch option or favorite option throughout any day a good sandwich according to them a typical turkey sandwich in the 80s had 320 calories and then in the 2000s it had 820 i'm sure in today's world it has 8,000 calories and the national heart lung and blood institute wants you to build a better sandwich just wait for a little while and they'll tell you that sandwiches are good for you. But for now, the standard deli sandwich with processed meat and cheese, you're literally, according to the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, eating a heart bomb. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> So every city in America and possibly the world is now taking a look at their sister city agreements. Uh, You know, we all have any city you live in has a sister city and, you know, they make deals uh, that have partnerships and they try to establish some sort of relationship for the cities and they build their cute little they're cute little uh, parks with their trees from your sister city and you go sit on a bench and you go oh that's from our sister city in japan that's great well newark new jersey decided that they were going to have a sister city arrangement with kalesa uh, it's a city in uh, the hindu region except that it's not <laughs> Uh, it's not real. Uh, they wanted to build an international relationship, except that uh, Kalasa. What did I say? Kalisi? No, that's that's from Game of Thrones. It's Kalasa, K A I L A S A. Kalasa uh, doesn't exist. So the USK not only not a country. Uh, it's run by a, a con man who's actually in hiding. <laughs> from india so uh he's an indian refugee he was a hindu priest but following charges of rape and abduction he fled india and has remained in hiding since 2019 he also claimed that he was developing an airport for aliens in this land that doesn't exist so makes sense he has no official territory uh, I guess he purchased some land off of Ecuador and was using that to establish his nation. But the Ecuadorian authorities have since said no such land purchase ever happened. Okay. So I know that cities around America are now going, we have a sister cities right over there actually exist and we have our agreements with them and it's, everything is fine, right? Ab? Because people in Newark are now like... Uh, well, didn't someone, I don't know, Google search it and say, is it a real country? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. We need to do that. That's fine. Let's make that deal. That's, that's fine. Let's do that. Uh, Colossus is beautiful. 
He said it was beautiful, so that's going to be our sister city. And we're going to work things out, and we're going to do a partnership, and it's going to be beautiful. And uh, it even got a ceremony to celebrate the partnership. Holy cow. Uh, It does not look good for the city of Newark, New Jersey. They've got their photo there with their sister city. It's just wonderful. We're so happy. We want to establish an international relationship with something that doesn't exist. But you made a deal with the self-styled God man. (laughs) That is awesome. You ever been to Newark, New Jersey? I have. Okay. I know a lot of people claim they don't listen to AM radio anymore. But it's nice to have in your car, isn't it? I mean, you've got your DVD player, your cassette deck, your AM, FM radio. Oh, Jeff, I just have my Bluetooth and I hook it up to my phone. Okay. All right. Good for you. But I see where now electric vehicle manufacturers are scrapping the AM radio from their cars. Now, you'd think in today's world that we would say just make sure the cars have AM, FM radio in them. But no, the manufacturers say no safety concerns. Safety concerns over an AM radio? Uh, Yeah, Uh, that's what they claim. They say that the newer EV models, uh, that the EVs interfere with AM frequencies, creating buzzing and signal fading. Um, Don't they have engineers that can kind of figure that out so that it doesn't happen? I mean, AM radio, while, again, a lot of people don't listen to it on a daily basis, um, according to emergency management officials, I mean, it's a critical safety tool. It's one of the primary ways that federal, state, and local officials communicate with the public during natural disasters and other emergencies. Oh, don't worry about it. Never mind. You'll be fine. Um okay now i know that so they're concerned that people are going to be missing you know important safety alerts okay i mean you make the case that uh people could use their smartphones to turn into tune into certain radio stations but those signals aren't as reliable as am radio during emergencies so last fall ford said it would remove am radio from the newer 2023 models of the f50 all right citing am radio frequencies the frequencies involved in am tend to be directly affected by the electromagnetic noise in the electric vehicle propulsion systems <laughs> oh, we are so ready for these evs we, we should scrap gasoline right now and just get rid of all gas-powered vehicles now fema claims that there are more than 75 stations They have equipped with backup communications and generators that allow them to continue broadcasting information to the public amid an emergency. So should this continue, it's going to represent a big threat to local, state, and federal disaster response and relief efforts. Interesting. So if if you have one of those local radio stations in your area that that's who you turn to in an emergency... um, 
don't do it in your vehicle. Well, you can't do it in your vehicle because it's not even there for you to do. <laughs> uh, so sorry about it. Uh, you just have to tune into the FM station. Oh, you can't get it. They're not giving you the information. They're still playing Adele. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. That's the way it goes. How about I use my phone to signal in? I could probably get into the AM station app and listen to what they're broadcasting. Oh, no. The sig- the cell signal's down? Oh, darn it. Wait, I have to have a separate app to get into my local radio station and listen to them? Oh, no. I don't have time to do that now in the middle of a storm? Sorry. Take care. Good luck. God bless. That's just, just amazing. Amazing times we live in. Amazing times. And speaking of the amazing times that we live in, um, how many of you have you know ring door cams uh, for your house? And we watch, we see videos all the time. We watch videos. I you know we see strange videos. We see crime. We see it. I mean, we've seen all kinds of great footage from ring door cams uh, and other ring cameras around people's homes for security. But we find out now uh, that the police are now getting warrants and sometimes without warrants getting footage from people's ring doorbell videos so this story talks about a guy who had uh, 21 ring cameras in and around his home and business picking up footage of you know around his business around his home uh anything and so the police said they came to his house and they said we're uh, conducting a drug related investigation on a neighbor and they wanted videos of suspicious activity between 5 and 7 p.m. one night in October. Now, right then, Larkin should have told him, uh, get a warrant. No, I'm not going to help you out. But he wanted to help the cops out. So he sent the clips of, of that time frame that he had to them, which had clips of a car that drove by his ring camera more than 12 times in that time frame. And he thought, well, you know, there you go. You got what you needed. Thank you. Nope. They asked for more footage now from the entire day's worth of records. And a week later, Larkin received a notice from Ring itself. The company said it received a warrant signed by a local judge and informed him he was obligated to send footage from more than 20 cameras, whether or not Larkin was willing to share it himself. And that was all the cameras inside his home, all of it. Now, he said most, you know, fortunately, and I, I love this line in the story. It was fortunate that his indoor camera that was requested was unplugged at the time. Yeah, sorry. I'd love to help you out, but it was unplugged. What are you going to (laughs) do? But I'm sure that if you didn't have it actually unplugged, Ring would be able to see the footage anyway. But remember, now he talked about his living room and bedroom cameras were only activated when his home alarm system was on. So they weren't always active. So the only footage that you get is the footage when your alarm is active. Um, he had a bunch of cameras around his home. And so if you, anyway, it's, uh, you know, it's really kind of frightening to think that uh, they're, they're, they're just coming for all the footage. And it's available. I mean, they, if you're not going to give it to them, they'll get a warrant and go through Ring. Isn't it interesting that Ring gets all your footage, too? I'm sure that's just signed off when you fire the camera up because you just want it to work. You sign, okay uh no problem uh whatever they ask me to do i'll do that's fine but in the end you probably shouldn't have signed it should you
All right, let's go to the break room. I need to. Uh, I need something cold to drink desperately. So Harvey Weinstein serving 23 year sentence in New York. He has to complete that before starting a 16 year L.A. incarceration. Uh, but the other cases where they couldn't reach a verdict in the prosecution, I mean, the uh, uh, state attorney said they're not going to retry those cases. So he was accused of sexual assault in relation to model Lauren Young in 2013 and the rape uh, by Jennifer Seibel Newsom, wife of the governor of California. Jurors could not reach a verdict in relation to both of their charges last year, meaning that uh, he would face the possibility of a retrial on both those incidents. But uh, no, uh, it's not going to happen. Okay, uh, the <laughs> uh, L.A. said, "Nah, we're not going to retry him." Look, the guy's got 23 years. He's filing appeals on that. He's got 16 years here. He's filing appeals on that. He's in jail now. We're done. Okay. Have a nice day. Gloria was a little upset. She was pissed. Deeply disappointed. I'm sorry. She wasn't pissed. She was deeply disappointed. And she was unable to give a victim impact statement during the sentencing. Yeah. The one the one lady wa- took, uh, was in both cases. The one in New York and L.A. And she wa- then she wanted to give a victim statement. No, you, you did that on trial. So anyway, they were, uh, you know, she had, uh, it's our birthright to be safe, respected, and not violated, and it's our constitutional right to be heard. Time is up. Victims will not be silenced anymore. And you weren't. You had your say. Only the jury could believe you. So we know that she's the one that claimed that uh, he trapped her in a bathroom in Beverly Hills groped her and then did his own business uh in front of her harvey liked doing that there's a lot there's a number of people that harvey liked to take care of his own business in front of <laughs> uh, such a douchebag but uh he's in prison now so you don't have to worry about it okay if he starts doing that now he's going to be in big trouble all over again and kind of a victory, a small victory for our man Alec Baldwin. Andrea Reeb announced that she was stepping down as a special prosecutor in the Rust case. So uh, Reeb said she was stepping aside to prevent her role as a politician becoming a distraction, but insisted in her statement that she felt Baldwin was guilty. Well, yeah, that's why they wanted you gone okay they they fought to get you removed you're part of the new mexico house of representatives and therefore according to baldwin's lawyers they said that she's ineligible to continue as a special prosecutor so and so instead of having the judge decide she just stepped down good she said that it's become clear that the best way I can ensure justice is served in this case is to step down so the prosecution can focus on the evidence and the facts, which clearly show a complete disregard for basic safety protocols that led to the death of Helena Hutchins. 
that will not allow questions about my serving as a legislator and prosecutor to cloud the real issue at hand. So, the legal question wasn't a close one, according to Alex attorneys. So we shall see. I mean, he's insisted, obviously, that the shooting was not his fault because he trusted those on set in charge of the weapons. Well, yeah, we've been over that. And it's so sad that Helena lost her life from that. And, you know, this trial, if it ever happens, I I don't necessarily see this ever going to trial, but it certainly could uh, the first hearing before Judge Mary Marlowe had been scheduled for February 24th and with Baldwin and Reed set to appear virtually. So we'll see what happens with the scheduling now and we'll see what happens later for later dates and trial sets. But uh, it's kind of a win because they wanted her gone and that's what they got. The attorneys for Alec Baldwin. Moving on in our douchebag segment, uh, Tiger Woods claimed that uh, his jilted ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman, is not a sexual abuse victim in the $30 million lawsuit over his Florida mansion. He filed a motion for an order to compel arbitration over the matter. Uh, Herman, 38, alleged sexual abuse in a separate lawsuit to void the NDA. Uh, Tiger claimed that Erica is a jilted ex-girlfriend who has never accused him of sexual assault or sexual harassment. And uh, she wants her right to live in his mansion. She sued the trust, uh, Tiger's trust. She claims that, uh, and that because that trust controls the money. And she claims that uh, she wants $30 million, that she tricked him into leaving. (laughs) Uh, It's not your home, honey. It's his. So, good luck. God bless. I don't know what she's going to get out of it, but I'm sure she'll get something out of it just because that's the way it works. And uh, I talked uh, today on Pat Gray Overtime about, and we aired the the video of Michael Irvin uh, yesterday uh, after I was done doing chewing. uh, Michael released the video of the Marriott deal in Arizona and there's no audio it's just video and they released it's a five minute video and there's like maybe three minutes in there where the the interaction a couple of minutes two and a half minutes of the interaction between michael and this uh, waitress at this bar it certainly could go both ways as far as the making of her feeling uncomfortable okay so if you look at it on michael's side you're like that's crazy he's just talking to her if you look at it from a female's perspective and you know you just kind of see what's going on you can see where it's possible she was made to feel uncomfortable i fine i got okay so either way whatever uh sorry you were made to feel uncomfortable and that's gonna shut down this guy and she will say that it's not her right it's the nfl network and it's the marriott for making this into a deal she's the one that filed the report i mean i guess you say well if you work for marriott and you go to the lost and found department or whatever department it was that she had to make her complaint to uh they have to act on it right now what happens after that i guess is out of her control 
which is why they're probably leaving her name out of it because it might not be just her because if it, she's going to take a beating for it. Um, it's just, it looks bad uh, for someone, especially with video. He does not look appear to have done anything wrong, anything. Even if he is saying the worst things in the world to her, she did not, to me, in the video, look like she wanted to get away uh, or at least she didn't look like she wanted to get away now. She may have been uh, uncomfortable and looking for an easy way to get rid of Michael and go back into the bar and just be done with it. But she certainly wasn't made to feel uncomfortable enough to where she had to get out of there right then because there were plenty of avenues for her to take whether it be back in the bar or off down to the lobby to the left or off back down toward the lobby to the right. Plenty of places to go to get rid of Michael with other people wandering around. And then when he's, and then when he's all done, you know, it's reported he was slapped himself on the face and t- told those guys about her being hot and get it together, Mike. And he, was, he admitted to being under the influence of alcohol. He walks down, takes a selfie, and then walks back past the bar with the guy, and they head to the elevators both either way. It's just incredible to me that this case has gotten this far. And Michael Irvin uh, was kicked out of the hotel and kicked off the air on the NFL Network. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. In health news today on Chewing the Fat, I want you to know that Blue Waffle is an internet hoax. I know. I know you're thinking, hey, I thought they claimed that it was a sexually transmitted infection that turns the vaginal area blue. There's no such disease. Uh, It's an Internet hoax. Wait, what? I know. Don't look at me like that. I'm just telling you what medical news is today, okay? There's an article debunking the rumors about blue waffle disease and highlights the importance of easily available, reliable sexual health information online. So people need to know about sexually transmitted infections and possible symptoms. But you also need to know that blue waffle disease that causes itching and irritation of the vaginal area and unusual discharge and also uh, turning the vaginal area blue doesn't exist. (laughs) that's uh there's no such thing so we know that uh you know stuff gets stuff happens online start getting that missing disinformation man and uh, you don't know what to do we know that information moves so quickly especially fake evidence of things that happen uh moves on the internet so fast where it's so hard to get truth and factual information out there is it though is it really i mean we know we just know that blue waffle disease isn't real okay it's a fake condition (laughs) so if you thought that there's a possibility that you have blue waffle disease you you don't uh 
There's no such thing. <laughs> but according to this, according to the CDC, you still need to be checked for STIs, STDs, any kind of sexual, any kind of thing that's going on, whether it's odorous or unusual, itching and burning, swelling, anything that's going on, you need to get that checked out, okay? But just know, okay, I just want you to know that blue waffle disease is not real. Things that are real, uh, Ohio has sued Norfolk Southern to ensure the railroad pays for damage caused when its train containing hazardous chemicals derailed in East Palestine in early February. Uh, I think that's pretty much a, a conclusion that had to happen, although they already said, the governor said, uh, Norfolk shook his hand and said they would be there for the duration. So I don't know what more you want. <laughs> okay. Uh, the EPA has moved to get forever chemicals out of drinking water. Uh, the, AP, the EPA has proposed regulations to limit the amount of six types of industrial chemicals allowed in the drinking water. The PFAS, the PFAS, as they are known, cause health problems, including cancer. Though many companies have begun phasing out the chemicals, a 2020 study found that 200 million Americans are exposed to PFAS in tap water. So, that's good. That's good, right? Plus, I was looking at a story that talks about chemical accidents in America. All right, so they right now they, they're telling me that they average one chemical accident in the United States every two days. Is that too much? Is that, is that a lot? <laughs> I don't know. I just know that's what they say. <laughs> and they list some of the accidents that have happened where, you know, people have been hospitalized and places have been evacuated but you know people living in daily fear of an accident and they've counted 10 rail related chemical contamination events over the last two and a half years including the derailment in east palestine so i mean i i don't know what to tell you there are close to twelve thousand facilities across the nation that have on-site extremely hazardous chemicals in amounts that could harm people the environment or property if accidentally released uh, okay i mean the petroleum refineries chemical manufacturers cold storage facilities fertilizer plants water and wastewater treatment plants I mean, what are we supposed to do without any of this stuff we just hope that the facilities are safe right the epa data shows that more than 1,650 accidents at these facilities in a 10-year span. So roughly 160 a year. 775 were reported from 2014 to 2020. Uh, Accident response evacuations impacted more than 56,000 people and 47,000 people were ordered to shelter in place. Those are... You know, people that are impacted. I mean, it doesn't. That's a lot. Of, that's not really that many people. Although, if you're one of the fifty-six thousand people, it's a lot of people. Um, uh, accidents are particularly high for petroleum and coal manufacturing and chemical manufacturing facilities. 
according to the EPA, the most accidents logged were in the great state of Texas. Yay! I mean, Texas is almost, I mean, they're three, what is that, about 375? Something like that. If you look at the chart, then you got Louisiana at about 250. California is in, California coming in at about 140. Illinois looking at about 120. Iowa coming in at about 110. Ohio doesn't even have 100. Ohio's like maybe 90, something like that. So shut up with the thing. Then Arkansas, Florida, Kansas, and Pennsylvania. (laughs) So they claim here total annual costs are approximately $477 million, including costs related to injuries and death accidental releases remain a significant concern so just be careful out there i don't know what more we just we have to we have to be safer we have to make more rules and regulations and be safer out there because to a what is it an accident every two days Oof. See, that doesn't sound good that doesn't sound good i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say you can quote me on this that doesn't sound good one chemical accident every two days yeah yeah you can definitely quote me on that doesn't sound good so we talk about bad stuff happening on airlines all the time and uh, sometimes bad stuff happens and yet it turns out good and it makes me laugh. Uh, must have been a long, long flight for Desmond Howard. Uh, you know, Desmond Howard, uh, part of uh, ESPN. Uh, he is uh, NFL former NFL player, former Heisman Trophy winner, 11 seasons in the NFL. I mean, he's you know, probably going to be in the Hall of Fame at some point. I don't think Desmond is there yet. But uh, on a recent flight... He posted a video on Twitter uh, saying, he, and he was sitting next to the guy on the flight, and they're in business class or first class, so there's only two seats on the side. And apparently this guy tried to get Desmond kicked off the plane, off the American Airlines flight, and uh, because he thought Desmond was sick. Now, I don't know if, I mean, to me, Desmond sounds like he's stuffed up a little bit, but he said he was just clearing his throat. I'm not, I don't care about that. He was wearing a mask, and they're in first class. And so just zip it. Sit down. How you doing? If maybe you get to know him a little bit, but no. So Desmond uh, records this video because the guy tried to get Desmond removed from the, pl- from the flight. <laughs> ah, good luck with that. Uh, let me know how that worked out. Oh, wait. Desmond will let us know. So I'm on this American Airlines flight, and before we took off, the supervisor comes up. She speaks to the guy sitting next to me. She said, you want to talk to me? He said, yeah, I think you should remove this gentleman from the plane because he's sick. Talking about me. I said, I'm sorry, are you a doctor? He says, well, you've been coughing all over the place. This is before we even took off, right? I said, well, you can leave the plane and take another flight because I'm not leaving. Think about it. All I was doing was clearing my throat. So Carol, the supervisor, she's looking, and guess what card he tried to play? 
he said, I'm sure if you check our status, my status is higher than his. Desmond rolls the camera and looks at this guy sleeping. So, I said, Carol, yeah, check our seats and let me know whose status is the highest. <laughs> and as you see, I'm still sitting on this plane. As a matter of fact, we're in the air right now. The caucasity of him. Unbelievable. Awesome. <laughs> All right, everybody. You guys have a happy Sunday. You too, Desmond. Thank you so much. That's uh, awesome. Uh, check and see if uh, he, the status, I think my status is higher than his. No, not really. And as long as we're talking about airlines, uh, I see where Boeing uh, just b- notched a big order for 78 787 Dreamliners from two Saudi airlines. So at least they're staying afloat for a little bit. I hope there aren't any close calls because we've had an uptick in airplane close calls according to the FAA and now uh the FAA and the NTSB they're all going to be investigating these close calls and it's time to have a safety summit. Yes. What do you do? What do you do when you start having seeing an uptick of planes getting too close to each other, especially on the ground? Well, you have a safety summit. So they're going to review all the all the systems and all the little intricacies of moving an airplane around on the ground and let's have a safety summit because that will help uh you know the structure and the culture and the integration of safety efforts for everyone involved so uh, you know seriously if it does if it's going to mean that you're going to be safer great i just don't know that that's going to be the case you can always follow me on twitter at jeffy jfr facebook and instagram is jeff fisher radio you can email the show anytime chewing the fat at theblaze.com you can follow me on youtube chewing the fat with jeff fisher you can order a cameo from me that's not free at jeffy jfr but i'll be happy glad sad whatever you'd like on cameo at jeffy jfr today if you're listening live today is the 15th of march and i see where today is the anniversary of the assassination of julius caesar so one of the emails morning emails that i get uh reminded us that uh today was uh you know the assassination day of julius caesar way back in 44 bc that's from me not them but uh they went down a list of uh dates and you had to know who was assassinated on those dates and it's kind of fascinating because i don't know that i i i for sure would not have known that uh before today that today is the anniversary of the assassination of julius caesar in 44 bc in rome italy now uh the first date is april 14th 1865 a little history lesson a little history a little history class today here on chewing the fat uh famous assassinations and the dates they were on uh, april 14th 1865 june 8 june 28th 1914 December 8th, 1980. January 30th, 1948. June 30th, 1520. 
<laughs> so you probably should remember the 1948 uh for sure the 1980 probably should know the 1914 and you should absolutely know the 1865 so april 14th 1865 say it with me abraham lincoln right good job uh june 28th 1914 so you ready so we'll say it together archduke ferdinand right good job you're doing great okay ready to go december 8th 1980 ready say it with me john lennon very good you're doing great at this okay so january 30th 1948 you ready say it with me you ready mahatma gandhi right i forgot actually he was assassinated i should have i when i saw that date i was like who was 1948 january 30th mahatma gandhi assassinated who's going around killing mahatma gandhi anyway number five uh june 30th 1520 june 30th 1520 you ready let's say it together montezuma (laughs) you are so good at this you were fantastic so abraham lincoln april 14th 1865 archduke ferdinand june 28th 1914 john lennon december 8th 1980 mahatma gandhi january 30th 1948 and montezuma june 30th 1520 and of course today is the anniversary of the assassination of julius caesar so you're welcome you're welcome Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.